Maybe at work? In the car? Wherever you are. Geocache Talk podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Well, we're live, Jesse, for a .5 show. All right. So um, time to talk geocache, time for geocache talk, uh, special edition, a .5 show. Whether you're working at, whether you're at work, at, in a car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy this .5 show if I don't quit stumbling over my words. Uh, please give it a like and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn Radio, or Google Play so you get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Um, let's just start by saying it is September 5th, and this mm-hmm. is show 65.5. And, and Jesse and I, uh, Sydney was not available, but Jesse and I are going to talk about the guidelines. Guidelines that just came out today. So it's causing a big stir on social media. So we thought we'd jump in and, and look at them ourselves. Um, yes. And really it's not a huge change, but there are some minor changes that will probably cause some confusion. So we're going to get, they will. so of course we're going to jump in and help create more confusion. And then, uh, <laughs> and then we'll go get some real answers. <laughs> of course. Uh, I gotta get the, did you get the, uh, I gotta pull up the uh, chat room. I don't have it pulled up on this one now. I'm, I'm pulling it up on mine, okay. so we'll have it. So just be a moment, one momento, and we'll have that pulled up. So I think we should title this Mary Hyde Part 2. Yeah, we should. Okay, now That's right. For one of the rules. <laughs> yep. Uh, Ray McClaw T is on. Uh, Ed Shaper's on. So we got people. Okay. Have they heard about the, Have they seen information about the new rules yet? I guess so. They're starting to talk about it. Uh, Mel Stowe's on. Hey, Mel. Uh, good I'm to have you. I'm trying to get she's the chat room pulled up as well. She's one of our, one of our new patrons. So, uh, All right. Thanks Thank so you. much for, for getting on. And uh, Cece says, um, hope it's good news. Uh, no more LPCs. No, they're, they're still <laughs> still around. Cece, sorry about that. They're, they're still available. Uh, but there are some interesting things in here that in here that that uh, Jesse and I have found, um, we're, and we're going to talk through them. And uh, most of it, I think, is what we've already just as I said, we're going through them, looking at them, and uh, we found a couple things. Um, what was what was some of them that stood out to you so far, Jesse? So I think one of the interesting things, and I don't even know what the implications of it could be yet, but they kind of opened up one of the cardinal rules of geocaching which was outside of mingo because it's grandfathered you can't bury a geocache 
And that's what we're joking about the Mary Hyde part too, since that was all pirate themed and stuff. Yeah. Now apparently you can bury a geocache with permission of the landowner. Yes. So that's interesting. So I, we need to, Jesse, you and I need to open up like a, a little uh, bed and breakfast somewhere there in Colorado with a big field. It would just bury something. It didn't say how deep, you know, we could bury it down 30 feet or something. All right. Y'all go try to find that geocache now. And when you're done, you're, and you're really tired, come on back in and we'll, uh, we'll uh, sell you, uh, you know, dinner and drinks or something. But we'll rent shovels. <laughs> right. Of course. A- well, I mean, it does, it, it brings up something interesting because they, they were pretty specific about saying with specific permission of the landowner. However, like we were talking about right. before this, they also talk about how you're supposed to have permission on public property um, and the guidelines. Oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, I don't think that's new. They just yep. made it easier to find, like you said. But people don't mm-hmm. do that, right? When's the last time somebody went and got permission for an LPC? They don't. Right. They don't. Or their city public park. They don't get permission. They just go and hide it. So I guess the real litmus test is going to be, do people get permission before they bury something mm-hmm. a couple feet down? So now people are digging through the city park right. or whatever. And claim that they have permission, but they really never did. Go right. Permission. I mean, you can see I think, how that could go poorly. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why, at least for Susan and I, we always look for public locations for, for caches. I mean, or we, or you know, we have, we have a couple of, you know, a couple of places that we have a vet clinic. We've, we got permission to, to put something on their property, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it is interesting. You know, they, they went through and added a, a couple of items in there. Um, and, but yeah, why why would they even put that in there? Why why are we allowing people to bury caches? I mean, I don't know. That's um, and now maybe that's burying part of the container where you're putting a rock on top of it and you have an yeah. indentation in the ground. Maybe that's yeah. why they're loosening that up a little bit. I'm sure the reviewers got prepped on that too. So sure, yeah. I can't think of any initial places where I'd want to bury a geocache. Right. It's just been so ingrained since you know at least since I've been in the game that you can't bury a cache, that it's hard for me to think that way. Yeah, because even, like, I don't consider Mingo buried, although it is in the ground. What? That is buried. What are you talking about? It's a well, can in the ground. In a is, hole in the ground. But the hole is... They made the not, hole for that for Mingo. <laughs> well, I know, but when I think buried, I think buried in such a way that you can't see it. Like you have to use a shovel and, and dig it yeah, up. You have, like you have no idea where... Yeah, you can't see any part of it, which means, to me, that's like true buried treasure you don't see the yeah. top of it in so but anyway uh okay what are some other ones that that stood out um so for me and you have more of the wording i think on this one but mm-hmm. essentially if you don't maintain your caches you could lose your hiding privileges yeah let me find that note because i think that is very interesting um so and I'm sure this is going to be one of the hot topic ones, right? Yeah, it should be. Because, I would think. You know, I'm sure somebody's going to say, well, if anybody puts a maintenance on my law, you know, on my cash, does that mean that I'm going to lose my, no, I'm sure they're going to use that for an extreme case, right? People put out a thousand caches and 200 of them show needs maintenance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gotta be. And I'm all in favor of that. Non-maintain or terribly maintained caches do not do anything positive for the game. Exactly. 
all they do is take up a space, and then it takes longer for people to. So I like and, that rule. Yeah, I do too, and, and especially for uh, consistent violators of this rule. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, we know people that they go through parts of Texas and they do little. Th- they almost throw them out the window. I mean, right. that's really all. They're, they're, I mean, you talk about a real throwdown. I mean, drive slowly and chunk it out the window. That's not. That's not good. And well, if people plus, consistently do that, we need, to, need they need to be banned. I mean, plus, how many people do you have out there that have that found five caches and decided to hide one, and then never liked the game after that, and have never been back on? Yeah. How many true. dormant accounts have caches? So this could be a good step in that direction. No, I agree. Um, you know, what about Tim yeah. said expects others to maintain their. Uh, that happens a lot because people expect others to maintain their caches. Right. Well, hopefully this will clean that up, right? I'd go a step yeah. further and say if they haven't been active for a year, it either goes up for adoption or gets archived. I love that idea. You know, so it's not just that fire and forget, you know. Yep. We reached three million. That was great. But now maybe it looks like they're focusing on quality now, which, you know, we're the first ones to, or I am anyway, to express my displeasure when they do something wrong. But mm-hmm. I think this one is something right. So yep. I like no, that we, rule a lot. Yep, we agree. One of the reasons why we came on tonight is to really <coughs> – some of the stuff we, were, we definitely are praising. Some of it, though, we're scratching our head about – one of them is interesting. Um, I don't really – I don't think I have any like this, but what do you think about this one, Jesse? The container can no longer be the – cannot double as a logbook. Yeah, so that's interesting. I can – I've seen some caches out there that um, not necessarily flat packs because those usually have a log in them. But sometimes mm-hmm. when they make a weird creative container and you're supposed to sign the inside of the container or do something right. like that, I think that's kind of neat. But I'm sure there's probably instances where people are writing on the containers instead of, you know, they're not getting, like in a gadget cache, they're not getting to what they need to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, or, oh, Tim just brought up something. What about those magnetic number things? Like on the electric boxes? Mm-hmm. How about that? Oh. So those flat magnets with the paper on the oh, back? Oh, yeah. The rules say it's got to contain it, right? Yeah. Magnetic well, strips. Yeah, now I've seen where there is a logbook underneath those magnetic things. So but if it's, it's like those flat magnets uh, mm-hmm. like on the side of something and then a piece of paper on the back side that's got the waterproof log? Oh, right. It's, right, it's part right? of it. Now, and technically, by the rules, it's it's... Obviously, it's up to the reviewers because the reviewers, right? As you and I both know, the reviewers run, which is fine. I don't mind that. Um, mm-hmm. But I've seen where, you know, where reviewers will—they have to interpret the guidelines, and if they interpret it a certain way, you have to would have to appeal to geocaching.com for. So I've actually had I've hidden some of those before, mm-hmm. where it's the magnet that's printed up to look like the surroundings on the front, and then the backside it's got a, a waterproof log affixed to, to it. it. So I'm, I'm going to have to find out if that's rules yeah. or not. Yeah. Yeah, like on electrical boxes or, you know, things like that in town. Yeah. Now, some of the things we've seen so far are things we already knew, and I don't know if they just cl- – I think for the most part, many of these things were just um, reworded mm-hmm. because don't hide caches far from home. I mean, we, we knew that, but I think that they probably rewrote that a little bit. Yeah, and that it does say with exception. Some exceptions can be made for that um, with mainnet's plans. Uh, and that doesn't apply to, still doesn't apply to virtuals or earth caches. 
Right. Because, you know, there are no physical containers to maintain. Right. Um, I guess uh, another one I saw in there, too, like you're just saying, yeah, that, I don't know if it was in there out. before or if it, they yeah. just cleaned it up. And I like what how they've cleaned it up, too. But mm-hmm. uh, it says that they recommend that you find 20 caches before you had one. I like and that. And the more variety, the better. I don't know if that was in there before or not. And it's still not a no. rule, but it seems like it's a recommendation. And we've all talked about that one before. How many should you find before you had? Yep. That's pretty interesting. I know that's not enforceable yet, but. I like where they're going with it, though. Yeah. I like I like that a lot. I, I, and uh, I think it's, you and I have talked about it. It should be like favorite points. I mean, if you, you have to, you would almost have to find legitimate well of course no way to legitimately but you have to find you have to sign a certain number and then you're allowed to hide your first cache so i i I like that they have this sort of the guidelines not fully yet but in the chat room they said uh, in a couple different places i think tim let's see no hold on Uh, ed and somebody else i'm trying to see where it was it just it scrolled on me that some of the reviewers uh tim it was tim was the other one some of the reviewers have already rejected some of those magnet log combinations. Oh, really? Interesting. So maybe they hmm. kind of knew this was coming. Yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing it did say, too. And I noticed the reviewers asked me this recently. They asked what the container was. Oh. I've never had that in the past, but that's a new part of the thing. You're, you're supposed to yeah. tell your reviewer when you submit it now. If it was before, I just didn't realize it. What kind of mm-hmm. container and how you open the container. So. Yeah. That seemed like I always put that in my reviewer note, which I know they they put that on there too. I, I assume, I mean, again, I think there's some stuff that you and I probably did, and most people do. We just sort of took it for granted. But I always put what the cash was, or I try to give enough information to the reviewer so they can publish it. But yeah, I say I never thought the cash container was part of that. Right. What do they care? Right. Yeah, I, I always kind of put it, I guess, me personally, I would put it just as trying to let them know kind of what I was thinking or, or what it is so that, you know, so they could know that that's acceptable. We're going to so, have to do an in-depth show on the rules one day. Yeah. Really probably need to sit there and go through them because I've read them several times, but there's a oh, lot yeah. to it. Um, so here's another one that we we saw today that was a, a real head-scratcher. Uh was the new rules about events. Mm. So what is what stood out to you, or the first thing you noticed about events? So I think we're going to have to get clarification on this one, because uh, yeah. I think this has got a few people. So one of the things that I like to do, and other people like to do, is when they travel, they'll host events in an area and get to go meet the local cashers, or set up for them to do it. Well, one of the big things people do is do that on a cruise ship. So one of the new rules says events cannot be near transportation centers, airports, cruise ship ports. Um, that was the main the main one we're talking about. So yeah. does that mean that those all those cruise ship events where they're at ports are no longer good, or there's a maybe a distance outside of the port, or I, I don't know. But I mean those happen if you look up the map anywhere remote that cruise ships go. There's always events there. Yeah, and if you open up the, I mean, I open up the the actual guidelines page, and that's all it says is it says event location, events cannot be held in or near 
transportation centers such as airports, cruise ship ports, or train stations. And so I'm what's like, near? Yeah, what is what is the definition of near? That's yeah, that's so always five hundred twenty-eight feet. But I don't I don't understand, and that's something we maybe like you said we'll try to have to get clarification on. But yeah, why why what's who, who cares? So in airports, I absolutely understand that. There's because a there's risk, right? Right. Yeah. Well, everything's it, suspicious in there, and hey, we're gonna bring a bunch of ammo cans or packages. Or, no, no, yeah, we're not doing any of that. Um, transportation centers in general. So those are, you know, high visible targets for any kind of nefarious activity, right? So yeah, that makes sure. sense. But a cruise ship is kind of you're off. Once you're off the cruise ship, you're not going to be right next to the boat. So I don't know if they're just considering that dangerous right. as well or what. That's, and how far away do you need to have it? Just in town. Because I think people will still have them. People on cruise ships are still going to have events. They'll just have to have it, you know, a mile away or whatever the distance is they set. Right. Well, and this is kind of bad. We probably need to get the land sharks on at some point as well and talk about yeah. it. But now you can't, because I think they used to have uh, event. I don't know if they did, though. Were they? Did you? Could you not previously hold an event on a cruise ship? Was that no, you cannot because it's not open to the general public. Okay. And that's probably why like airports you, you could you could technically i guess get to part of an airport but you can't get to inside of it then, yeah you know. but i can absolutely see why they wouldn't want you congregating around in there yeah that's you, look, that, you know that is would be weird but i mean outside is a secure area but i don't have any problem with that rule at all not at airports not at train stations not anything weird like that that's going to draw negative attention to people because a minimum of 30 minutes you have to stay there right so yeah. that can be kind of funky, I can see. Yeah. Some of these I think people knew about, but maybe they just didn't realize. Uh, uh, any event cache can be logged online if the geocacher has physically attended that event, and mm -hmm. also that you do not have to require a logbook, which I think way back in the old days you had to have a, you, you had to have a logbook for an event, right? If I've heard right, the reason why that changed is people were hiding or locking up the logbooks and you had to solve something to get into it. Oh. And they didn't want that anymore. So now they're not required. And uh, I've hosted one or two or 100 events. And uh, <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> I think I'm actually at 100 now. But um, on our local events where we do a coffee event where we just meet all the time, we don't even do a log because it's the same people, you know, in and out, you know, yep. with exceptions. Yep. But um, if we're doing a special event, then we do. But like our regular events that we have over and over, there's no point in having a logbook. It no. doesn't go anywhere. So, um, also we got to we try to figure out some of these new uh, cash um, requirements. And one, of course, that I sent to you before we t started the meeting, the the, mm -hmm. the the podcast was uh, where I go. Oh. <laughs> so I, before I blow a gasket, um, <laughs> We're I, find I, out. this is one we need and you know some interpretation on. And I, I'm pretty sure that it means something different than what it looks like. But what it looks like to me is where I goes. They're talking about the pin has to be where the starting location is, with a few exceptions. But kind of the way it's written, and then it, it says that, and then it says at the bottom that. Essentially, it looks like the starting location and the final have to be within two miles. Surely, surely, <laughs> that is not what we're saying. 
Well, um, I don't know. Mm. I'm hoping not, because uh, yeah. I would absolutely have some in violation of that. The one we were speaking about is one of my where I goes that I have. You start at a parking lot, hike up to one 14er, hike over to another 14er, and then hike to the final. But according to this, if that's the way it reads, which surely no way, right? Then you couldn't yeah. have a two point mile long, a two point one mile long hike with a where I go. Right. No way. There's no way they would limit them like that. When one of the rules, that would mean you, because yeah. we've gone over the, the terrain, right? And mm -hmm. one of the things is over a two-mile hike. So you can never have one over a certain distance. You know, this is, there's no well, way that that can be what that means. Yeah. Well, at least with the exceptions, I think they're very clear that they don't want the exceptions to have over a two-mile hike, which I don't understand what the deal is with two miles. But so if you did a reverse where I go, you couldn't start. The re well, no, I'm trying to think how you. So I think what matter. they're trying to say is they they don't want people falsifying distances for trackables, because right. that's where you move trackables in and out. They want them generally within two miles. Like you wouldn't want to start like a puzzle. The puzzle starts in your town, but the final's actually in my town. Yeah, in you know Texas to Colorado, that would be silly and it would just mess up trackables, right? Yeah. But surely they're not saying that we can't have any more hikes over two miles. I can't right. even begin to believe that's what that's how that is interpreted. Are they are they trying to limit the fact that if somebody gets so somebody goes through where I go and they finish it, they get to the final, and you know how it is the final stage of where I go gives you the final coordinates. They don't want you to from that point have something two miles for two further than two miles away. Is that what you're interpreting that as, or should, no? Should what it, I yeah, I could see that that would be, but that would be individual stages, right? So, like, you get to stage four, and it says, oh, you made it. Now go 50 miles from here. Yeah. But I think that would be worded as individual stages. I think they're talking about from pen to – I'm to sorry. Final. It yeah. looks like they're talking about from pen to final. But I can't believe that's what they're intending. Right. Because then hiking, you know, there's multis. There's tons of multis and letterboxes and all kinds of stuff that are more than two miles long. Right. So I think they're just talking about some kind of offset, and I'm just – we're kind of looking at it and not figuring out what they're talking about, but that's why we need that interpretation. Right. Yep. Somebody uh, said, what about uh, gas station tuna? I love yep. that name. Uh, uh, what about flash events? I didn't see anything in there. Those have been out for a long time. Yeah. Um, I, I read through the, events. yeah, I went through the guidelines, gas station tuna and it does, it's kind of the same way it was. It has to be 30 minutes long uh, for the event it has to, for a regular events. Event. For a reg well, yeah, for regular events. an hour long minimum for CEDO. minimum of thirty still, and yeah, and CEDO's still the same. Yep. Um, now it did okay. say, and I, I want to dig into this a little bit more. Um, it did say that they encourage partnerships with outside groups for CEDOs. Yes, they just need they to do. sign some paperwork, and I didn't get to drill into that yet, but I think that's good because you know a lot of times when we're partner with a park, they'll bring mm -hmm. another group in too, and before yep. that could kind of limit where we're able to contribute. So hopefully that's what the details of that one say. Yep. Yep. I agree. Um, they've added text to make it clear that geocaching HQ may, may make exceptions to the common, the commercial guidelines for geo tours and trackable promotions. And that's to me, that's pretty standard. Uh, we assume that they can do whatever they want to do as far as that's concerned. So, well. One of the coolest things they've done recently was the ape cache, right? And that goes against the rules. So we're yeah, very exactly. happy they did that. 
Yeah. They just did the promotion about bringing the virtuals out. I don't think anybody's complaining about that. No. You know, well, the of all the, you know, the keys gets to make the rules, whatever that thing is. Yes. Uh, they should be able to bend the rules for what they want because it's headquarters. They're not a player. They're headquarters. Yeah. And the thing I always remember is we're talking about geocaching.com geocaching. If one day down the road, somebody else comes along because geocaching by itself is not just ground speak. I mean, there are, yeah, we're only talking about ground speak, even yeah, though it's geocaching.com. Yeah, we're not talking exactly. about any other, any other they, promotions or organizations. Yeah. And they can do what they want. So yeah. 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 Um, I think that's always know, assumed, but I guess we should say that every once in a while. Yeah, I guess we should. Cause you know, who knows one day, you know, there may be another entity out there and we'll have to kind of refer to both, you know, are you yeah. going after a geocaching.com geocache? Or are you going after the REI geocache or whoever comes along? So, And like when uh, we say letterboxes, we're talking about letterbox hybrids. That's true. Because I just they met some people hybrids. this weekend, and they, uh, they recognized the trackable on my leg. And uh, I asked them if they'd been out geocaching. They said they were out letterboxing. I was right. like, wow. I don't meet too many people that actually letterbox. So. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, that's completely separate. So, there know. are some other things out there, but... Um, what do you think about these rules so far? So far, I'm, well, two things. One is a lot of these things are, are just, I think, reworded a little bit to clarify. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. And some of these other ones I, I really like. So, so far, all of my rereading of the guidelines, I'm, I'm all for these. So, so far, so good. Except for the head scratchers. Let's, I've still, I'm just, We'll get answers to those, though. We, we will, but I just, I don't understand. Uh, and uh, there's obviously a reason we need to find out the reason why they picked, you know, why they, they gave cruise ships such a bad name. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think there's something more to that. Probably um, so. Or, or the bearing, yeah. we need to get a distance or a distance. You know, what does near mean? Yeah. Is there a five mile radius that you have to do it outside? Cause people are going to do this. They're absolutely going to hide events, host events or arrange for them to be hosted near somewhere they're traveling brand new. Yep. Um, I do think it's interesting. I do think they've reworded the part about hiding on public lands. Yep. I'm hoping that they're going to start tightening up, getting permission, even in public areas. Right. Uh, like lampposts and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. That, that doesn't, that's not public. <laughs> that's Walmart. <laughs> right. They you know, Walmart. And I've been stopped we talked about my law enforcement account. I only got one, but uh, people get stopped for that thing. And that, you know, they even mentioned geo litter in the rules, which are in the blog, they which did, I was yeah. super happy about that. They're trying to get cut down on geo litter and, and promote quality. This with the virtuals or history caches, whatever you want to call them, they just came mm -hmm. back out. And some of the other things they've been doing, like that little competition they tried out. These are, yep. you know, actually big things. They've done a lot of big things lately. So right. in a sport that's been kind of stagnant for a long time, it's kind of exciting that they've done two or three big things recently. Ape Cash, that's another thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm one. pretty excited about that. Yeah, I like where things are going. I, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> Gas Station Tuna just brought up that this year's GeoCoin Fest is actually on a cruise ship. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's on the, it's on the Queen Mary. <laughs> Whoops. Oops. Uh, it's, Oops. But you know what? It's grandfathered in. 
Yeah, that's right. These are rules that have, that's to start today. So that's funny. Um, I guess that cruise ship is docked for the whole part of the event. True. So it's not at sea. It has to be right. Yeah. Well, I don't think it ever goes anywhere. Queen Mary doesn't travel anywhere. Oh, okay. Anymore. So I wonder if it's just a stationary, considered yeah. stationary at this point. Yeah, it's not. It's not a. That's still funny though. <laughs> it is. That's it's hysterical. Uh, all right. Are we uh, we wrapping this up? I think so. I think um, we just want to jump on and see if you know some people in the chat room had some questions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and I can't type back in the chat room. So for those of y'all, I'm, I just can't answer you. Um, I think it's exciting that they're doing this. And before anybody freaks out, like we've seen some of the stuff on social media, I think dig into it, read the rules, which we always say, read the rules, find out what the rules are for the game that we're doing. And, uh, and we'll try to get some follow-up from headquarters and clarification on a couple of these odd things that we don't quite understand yet. Yep, I agree. And everybody go bury a geocache. <laughs> exactly. Now, <laughs> now that we can, go, go bury one with permission from the With owner. permission, but how deep? Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm, going my, I'm going out my front yard. I'm going to bury a cache, so y'all come find it. That's right. Um, <laughs> So all in all, I think this is just want to jump on real quick because it's some exciting new yep. stuff. They're doing a lot of exciting things lately. So yep. um, hopefully by this weekend, we'll have some more answers or soon we'll have some more answers. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll probably uh, talk about this a little bit during the news section of our show on mm-hmm. 8 p.m. this Sunday with Fuzzy B. We're going to talk about the Mother's Challenge. There's the whole that thing's that things have to be grandfathered in now because it's uh there's a lot of things about that that one that's cool, but I don't think you can do some of the things anymore. Absolutely, uh, with that cash, but it's uh, fascinating. Uh, <clears throat> the week after that, we're having on Dan Hunsick. Uh, he's the uh, Cash Me If You Can game person, so we're going to talk about that game. It's interesting, and then of course in three weeks, uh, Shanice Jordan, our other next uh, treasure actor, she was Sierra. In the movie, and by the way, uh, I don't know if you noticed this, uh, Jesse, but um, Treasure won another award. I saw that for independent films. Uh, it won a, a, another one, so uh, you know, hats off to Treasure for for their uh, they're they're cranking in the awards now. They're gathering them up. So uh, I good think for we're going to do a contest with a trivia question from Treasure. Yeah, that's what we got to do. Absolutely. Well, and that uh, you know that could be what we use to give away. This oh, copy of Treasure. There you go. Right there. We're going to give that away in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned when we have Shanice on. We'll, uh, we'll give away this that. Blu-ray. I know. That's awesome. So we got some other stuff we need to give away, too. Uh, we're going to be doing over the next few weeks. So shovel. stay tuned. Shovel? Yeah, we're going to give away shovels. That's <laughs> It's going to be awesome. So all right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this .5 show tonight. Uh, email us your comments. And we've gotten a lot of good comments lately. So Thank you so much to people for emailing us at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocachetalk. I'm at Gary Slinkard. Jesse's at Memphis underscore Mafia. And Sydney's at Shermanator GC. And our Facebook is facebook.com slash geocachetalk. Show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click on the subscribe button below so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. 
until next week or until Sunday, <laughs> don't just talk about geocaching. Follow the new rules and go geocaching. Good night, everybody. Good night.